Warning, the following podcast is intended for mature audiences only. But like, really this time, not joking. Take care of yourselves. Hey y'all, and welcome back to Progressive Meltdown. Devin here with you, and I am alone this week. Uh... And because of that, I figured I'd handle a lot heavier and more serious topic. And that would be mental health, depression, trauma, things like that. And first sign I've had of that, even just with this episode, is I have problems with anxiety to start off with. And it's caused me be like just being anxious about even recording this and putting myself out there talking about myself in this way i have procrastinated on recording this it is now 3 p.m on thursday november 9th of 2021 this episode goes up tomorrow so if you're listening to this on friday when it airs just know this was recorded less than 24 hours before you're listening to it more than likely i have procrastinated all week on this i've had i actually thought of this uh, episode idea last saturday and i've just not done anything with it each day i've found other reasons to just not do it even after setting up this recording equipment and getting ready to record for the last half hour i'll just trick myself into thinking oh i got a message go check my phone and see what it is and then there's nothing there and then i just spend another 10 minutes scrolling through tiktok just avoiding this but it's just something i need to do and that's why i'm here now and it's also something my therapist suggested i do because this is my best outlet it's where i like to share about myself aside from talking to a few close friends And she and I both think that talking about my mental health in this way, on this format, could be a way to help myself self-analyze and just process a lot of the different things that I have stored in my head and that I'm going through. There's not going to be any ads this episode, no cuts and mid-sections or anything else like that. It's just going to be... Me here talking about all the shit I've been through that's fucked me up and how I deal with it or if I am even dealing with it. Because, honest to God, I repressed a lot of this stuff for years and years because to start off with, my parents, they were in their, they were both turning 40 when they adopted me. And I was raised on that old-fashioned attitude that they have because they were both born in the 1950s and my dad raised me with the attitude of just be a man you don't show those emotions you bottle them up and that's what I did for years and years and years and it's got me seriously fucked up and I'm only just now within the last year finally starting to really self-analyze and express and just even process everything I'd say one of the biggest things I deal with right now, though, is I have problems with romantic relationships. I also have problems with even just regular relationships with friends and stuff. And it all comes from just early bad experiences that just put me off. And I just was never taught 
properly how to uh, process this stuff. Uh, I was never... I really had friends growing up. I didn't start making friends until I was halfway through high school. And by then, I had no idea how to actually have friends properly. Like, I'd never been over to anybody's house. Nobody had ever been over to mine. I didn't game online with anybody. I would go to school, maybe talk to a couple of people in the hallway, and that was it, just saying hi and passing. And then I would just come home and do my homework, do some chores, play some video games or watch TV, and go to bed. I wouldn't have anybody else to talk to except for my parents or maybe some family if they came over. And I had no cousins my age. It's why I grew up fast, partly uh, having older parents and older family members. Because of my cousins and everything, I was the youngest. Like, I was 11 years old, and I remember my next youngest cousin was celebrating their 21st birthday. So there's also a slight generational gap there between me being a early millennial and them being Gen X still. I mean, imagine being 21 years old and you're told to hang out with your younger cousin and they're only 11 years old. You don't have anything in common. And I just never really had anyone around to teach me what it was like to associate with people my own age. So I've always just represented as being like an old soul in a younger body a more mature person I've matured fast and it's gotten me to where I am now a little bit more successful and things like that in my endeavors that I aspire to because I'm able to communicate with older people more effectively but people my own age I still to this day have problems communicating effectively relationships romantic relationships specifically it started, I had my first real, real relationship when I was in 8th grade. I was dating a junior in high school, which I didn't know she was a junior in high school. She was lying to me and told me she was in 8th grade, and she was never corrected in front of me about any of this, even by her family. I God knows only why. One of Her mother was my 7th grade science teacher. I think she would have said something. But no, I was in 8th grade dating a junior in high school who constantly lied to me and basically only wanted sex, which we never actually had sex, but we did have a lot of foreplay, and that was my beginning basis for what relationships would be. Next relationship I had started second half of freshman year in high school. Again, started off very sexual, but it did evolve into an actual relationship where I actually learned how to care about another person and everything about like an actual relationship should be but I just felt too confined with it being like a first high school relationship versus that middle school relationship and everything if it, it was my first serious actual relationship that wasn't just purely sexual and everything and I just felt too confined and I just self-sabotaged myself and I went on to just becoming one of those guys that really only wanted to hook up and barely had any emotional involvement for any of the girls I was with. I mean, hell, there are so many. I can remember faces, but I cannot remember names. And I and it's like that for a few dozen of them, at least. That led me all the way up through high school and into college, where... I finally again had another realistic romantic relationship with a girl named Lauren. 
Um, we'd started dating probably about three months into our freshman year of college. I only went to college the one year. Near the end of freshman year, right before finals, I proposed to her. And we had finals and everything. We went to college. We went to Berea College in Kentucky. And after finals, I was... I decided to visit home for a weekend and then come back and I was going to go through summer school to try and get my grades up since I was on academic probation and if I didn't get them up I would be expelled. I say it was a decision but really I had to. And whereas Lauren, she had remarkably good grades and everything. She was uh, pre-med and then she was going to transfer to a school back in Texas where she was from. and study to become a veterinarian. The problem is though, she went home to Texas for the summer and it was about three and a half weeks later on June 18th, I ended up getting a call from her sister. Uh, that previous night she was hit head on in a collision by a drunk driver and died at the scene. I couldn't even get the gas money together to go to her funeral I like her sister sent me some pictures and then we lost communication very quickly after the funeral and everything just too many negative emotions too many scars uh, to, there to them I was just a reminder of uh, her aspirations in college and everything and they just reminded me of what could have been and I never got to have experiencing and going through that really fucked me up mentally as far as relationships are concerned and every relationship I've had since then just about I have either self-sabotaged to get out of it or I've just simply ran away usually just ghosted the person and it's not a good place to be being me it's not a good thing to do to other people and put them through either because I've done this with reckless abandon not even caring about other people's emotions and how they feel about it or how they feel about me. That leads to my second engagement. I started dating a girl uh, named Megan in November. No, it was earlier in November. It was, it was August of 2016, I believe started dating her and then later in the very beginning spring of 2017 things were going really really good with her at the time uh, constantly seeing each other almost daily uh, always had fun either playing video games together or watching movies going outside going hiking going hunting anything like that and then so early spring I proposed to her my second engagement and things decided to start things started going downhill they didn't decide to go downhill they just did they took a sudden downturn I didn't realize until after the relationship was due in part to her cheating on me she began whittling my self-confidence away to where I couldn't stand up for myself to even have the strength to get out of this relationship she monitored everything I did she went through all my texts all my messages she deleted almost every female person she could find off of my social media accounts because she was that jealous. She deleted my cousins, my aunts, everything. 
knowing they were family, but just because she was that jealous, or so it seemed. And my only options for where I could be would either be at work, at home alone, or anywhere else, but I had to be with her. I couldn't go see friends or anything without her. I couldn't, couldn't even go to Walmart without her. And it took me a long time to get the self-confidence together to finally end it. It was February of 2019, so a little over two and a half years ago. Or a year and a half ago, was it? Two and a half years ago, yeah, I'm doing the math. Uh, I was working at FedEx still, and there was a blizzard that day that we ended up not even delivering because the roads were so bad. She had stayed at her mother's house the night before, that way she'd be able to make it to work at the bar that she worked at. And so she was a good almost hour away before even the weather was involved or anything. And that's the day I finally got the confidence up and only just enough confidence to end things with her over text message. Not even in person face to face like I would prefer to do nowadays, but just over text message. And then, because the roads were so bad, and I didn't even have a four-wheel drive, I ended up bribing my father to take me to Lowe's to get new locks for my house in exchange for me buying him dinner at Texas Roadhouse, because, surprisingly, they were still open in the storm. And just while there getting dinner with him, I ended up getting drunk as fuck, just celebrating that tiny, tiny win. Like, that was one of the biggest wins I felt I'd had in a long time. And I've just always had problems with the relationships because of these few different instances. And I've just never been able to fully commit. I've always seemed to have this fear of commitment since the, uh, Lauren died back in college. And I ended up leaving at the end of that summer and coming back home. And then... After what happened with Megan, I've just been scared to even really date again. I've tried a couple times, and they've gone all right, but they've ended on their own terms, actually. Uh, one girl ended up moving back home to Ohio to be closer to her family. Uh, just things like that where there was no cause of mine fault at all, but I still just feel guilty for no reason anyway. And then also I just have anxiety just worrying about everything that is going on right now in my life. Everything that is going to possibly happen. Uh, I mean, there are things in my past I'm afraid that are even just going to catch up with me. Past hostilities with people. Uh, if I ever see them again out in public anything, I'm afraid of what might happen, what might go down. Because they're not good people in general. I actually had my first actual anxiety attack not long ago. We had a bonfire at a friend's house uh, just up the road from me back in uh, early August. And I'm there, haven't really eaten all day. I was super stressed about something going on at work the following week that I knew about. Uh, and I started drinking, and I normally don't drink beer, but I was three beers deep at this point, and they were just sitting weird on my stomach. And I'm far away from the bonfire. Like, I'm not getting any heat from it at all. But the next thing I know, all of a sudden, I feel like I am burning up inside. I Like, I need to just start stripping. So I excuse myself to go in the house, 
and act like I'm going to the restroom. And I just like rip my shirt off almost to just try and cool down. And I thought I was having a heat stroke, so I ended up texting a couple people outside the bonfire for help, which they ended up letting the hosts know. Uh, the two hosts are both uh, firefighters, and then there's one other person who's an EMT. All three came into my aid. To them, I felt cold to the touch, and then I actually did start cooling down a bit. And then all of a sudden, I was felt like I was freezing. And I explained to them what happened, like how I felt like I was also about to pass out after the heating up point. Like I felt like I was about to lose consciousness at a couple times. Like my vision was getting blurry. My ears were all of a sudden getting this loud, like pulsing sensation to them. I couldn't hear anything around me. And they explained to me that it was an anxiety attack, and it's the first one I ever had, and it scared the shit out of me. And I realized I needed to start taking care of my mental health better. Just start taking care of my health in general. And so I've started going to therapy. Uh, just one session a week online. Uh, although they're there for me to message whenever I need them. But I feel like the one session at a time right now is working out pretty well for me. And it's just... It's something that everybody could take advantage of. Even if you don't really have any problems with mental health, uh, if you'd, it, it's just, it'd just be advantageous. It would be advantageous for anybody to even just have one session talking with a therapist and just unload anything that they have repressed in the back of their mind or whatever. Just, it never hurts and it could always help. Um, so the website I use is called BetterHelp. They also have an app. It's very easy to use. Uh, they'll match a therapist to you based on what criteria you want to talk about. Like if you're having problems with anxiety and depression, whether you're having problem with uh, sticking to a diet or having problems with uh, sleeping or anything, they'll match a therapist to you. And even if you, and then if you don't think it's the right therapist for you. All you gotta do is just a couple clicks of a button and they'll find another therapist to match with you and everything until you find one that seems like a right fit for you to help you. They're not sponsoring this episode or anything, but it's just a good service and I like it, so I figured I'd just give them a small shout out. It's not okay to ignore your mental health or anything. Mental health is something I'm just now starting to really actively recognize and process. Although I still feel like I'm processing it like I process a lot of emotions and things. Which is another thing I've been talking to my therapist about. And we're still trying to figure out what to label this exactly. Even if we want to try and put a name on it or not. But in a sense, I don't process emotions like a normal person. Like... The most notable is my mother's funeral. She passed away back in July of 2015. And, I mean, that's usually a traumatic experience for most people, their parent passing away and going to their funeral and everything. But it took me processing, oh, a person has died. Oh, it's my mother. I should be sad. Everyone else is sad. I'll at least pretend to be sad to appease them, but inside I don't feel anything but I do recognize what this is and that happens to me with 
a large amount of different emotions. And I've learned over the years just to very quickly realize, oh, this is what I should be feeling at this particular moment in response to this situation or this stimuli. And so I generate and fake that response. And I've gotten so good at it, I actually believe for the longest time I was actually experiencing those feelings, but I've never really experienced a lot of them. There are a few base things I do experience, like uh, very base happiness and laughter and things like that and humor, but also anger. And talking to my therapist, like I, the best way I could also describe it is how, if you've ever watched the show Dexter, in the last couple seasons when he's going to uh, therapy and everything and they're talking about how it is to be a psychopath and not really feel these emotions but rather you fake it it's it's like that but I don't have any murderous intent or anything like that I mean, not the saying that most psychopaths do or anything but that's just not a label I want to put on it if I don't have to it's just hard believing I am opening up right now. Even just to a microphone, I know people are going to eventually listen to this, and it's just, it's hard. I, I have all this stuff in my mind I want to say, but now that I'm here in front of the microphone, I can't withdraw it to say it. I just know I've had issues in the past, like I said, with relationships, with anxiety, also dealing with depression, like living alone after breaking up with Megan and everything even though that was such an abusive relationship I went through so emotionally exhausting and emotionally abusive towards me I still became depressed after it ended because all of a sudden I went from having another person in my life constantly day to day along with pets and everything to just being alone in a house where most of the time I just have the lights off and I lay in bed not doing anything. Like dishes will pile up in the sink, uh, empty pizza boxes stacked in the corner, laundry not done for a month or two at a time. And it, it was rough. And I finally started scheduling to do these things. Even if I am depressed and I don't feel like doing them, I still have like Mondays I do laundry. Tuesdays I do dishes, and just so on and so forth. Friday is grocery day. Saturday I have friends over for D&D most of the time, or I'll try to make plans with someone else if we're not going to do that. That way I at least have weekly human interaction with people I care about instead of just co-workers. And it's all about just trying to recognize patterns in your life that are bad and correcting them in a way that is healthy for you that's the best advice I can give like this is one thing I self-recognized long before starting to talk to my therapist and here recently now I've started to improve my physical health as well like as of the day this episode is uploaded I will officially be let's see how many weeks it is but I have quit smoking as of August 20th so that would make, uh, let's look on the calendar here, one, two, three, three weeks without a cigarette, and also two weeks without any soda or any other sugary drinks. 
I've just had water or coffee or diet green tea, but mostly just water to drink every day. And I honestly have already recognized significant increase in my health in both regards. Uh, last weekend, another bonfire, and I was on pallet duty throwing pallets into the bonfire, and it's quite an uphill walk from where you grab the pallets, and they're not the lightest things either. He gets some pretty heavy ones made out of uh, really uh, heavy, dense wood. And so you grab these, and you're carrying them over your head uphill to throw them in this big fire pit. And since I've quit smoking, like I'm not getting winded doing that. I'm not getting winded just bending over to tie my shoes anymore. Like my breathing has increased so much, my heart circulation, everything. And then also with not drinking soda and stuff anymore and also trying to eat less carbs and like no sugary snacks or anything. Like I haven't had donuts, Twinkies, any other snack cakes or anything super sugary in all that time either and I'm already down 35 pounds but also I was starting to diet a little bit before quitting soda and everything like I was starting to go keto and eat less carbs but since I really quit drinking soda like it's put a like definite speed up on the weight loss because in two weeks now I've lost 15 pounds and so the health journey is beginning and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes my pants I can already feel like my sweatpants I wear every day like I, I'm not the same pair of sweatpants, obviously. I have like seven pairs I rotate through daily and then wash them. But where they were tied and everything for me being at my size of 340 pounds six weeks ago, now I'm down to 305 and I can feel them like just wanting to sag and fall down. And I need to retie them. And that's a good thing to finally lose this weight. Because I put on so much weight while I was off work after my wreck last summer that I put on nearly 100 pounds. I was 250 pounds when that wreck happened. And then I was put off work with my back injury and my shoulder injury. And during that time, clear up till now, I had put on 90 pounds. I went up to 340. So now losing that weight and getting back down to that size and hopefully even lower, I'm wanting to eventually get down to 200 pounds or 180 or whatever. It depends on what my frame is built for and also how much muscle I put on now that I'm going to the gym a few days a week working out. Just I want to be healthier and I want to be the best version of me that I can be. I'm not going to take it as far as... Um, for example, there's Dr. Cox on the show Scrubs, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It's a very good show. Watch it if you haven't. It's on Hulu. I don't recommend season nine, though. It's terrible. But uh, Dr. Cox, I believe it was, said, Every day I look in the mirror and I just tell myself that I hate my body. Once you look in the mirror and you're happy with what you see... You've lost the battle. That's the philosophy that he has, and I'm not as far as having that philosophy. Like, I don't like being a big guy and still having to struggle to find bigger clothes and everything. Like, I'm wearing shirts that are 2XLT. And these things are expensive. They're not cheap. Not like if I can go to uh, Walmart and grab a $7 shirt and boom, it fits. Not like I can go to a concert and they're throwing out the free T-shirts and any of those are ever going to fit me. But I eventually want to get to a place near that or at that level eventually 
Like, that's my goal, is to just get somewhere where I am happy and healthy. Both physically and mentally. And that's why I'm going through the steps that I'm going through now. And I just encourage anyone else who's having any problems with either. Even if you don't reach out to a therapist. Even if you don't reach out to a dietitian Or start going to the gym. Or anything else. Even if you don't want to make changes in your diet. It's good to just talk to someone about it. And I encourage you to do that. That's all I can really think of to talk about this week though. So we're just going to cut it here. I hope you have a good weekend. And I'll talk to you all again next Friday. Be the best version of yourself that you can be.